This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Good morning, good afternoon. How are you? Welcome into the latest edition of the Bostonian versus the book. My name is Matt Perot, alongside Dave Sherapan. We are off and running here on the Props YouTube channel every single weekday morning from 10 until, well, 11.30-ish, depending on how long we blabber for every right. morning. Dave, how are you? I got killed last night betting. It was not a good night for Matt Peralt. Um, I'm good, you know, trying to decide what hat to wear is a, is a tough choice every day right now with all this sports going on. There's so much happening. You dove into that college basketball. I mean, there were so many things that went on there. The hockey was pretty good. I mean, if you're betting hockey, my goodness, the favorites are just winning. The games are going over. First periods are being scored. So uh, a lot of things happening. And then we had a late night with the kids at the practice. So uh, we're mm. good. Mm. So I don't think you can see it. I don't think you can see on on the I'm all banged up today on my face because first day of sparring yesterday. How'd that go? Um, I'm not in as good a shape as I thought I was going to be. So it was it was it was frustrating to 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 realize that I I it was my first like real test of my endurance as to like, okay. And I had a chance to fight uh, uh, and spar with a 25 year old kid who's going to be fighting his his pro debut this, uh, this year. And he was very nice and took care of me and didn't could have absolutely whipped my ass if he wanted to, but it was, are you sore today? I'm not sore. Like physically my face is bruised up. Like where my, where my, (laughs) where the mask doesn't cover like all over, all over my eyes are all bruised up. So got punched in the nose for the first time in a really long time. That was, that was fun to kind of hurt. It doesn't hurt much of the eye water thing kind of stinks. It's like, Oh Oh. boy. Okay. Yep. That's good. Um, (laughs) And then I, it's just funny until you get punched, like you are the cup and the cup kind of goes up and over your hip, but until it exposes your essentially like your solar plexus, like it's hard to describe what that feels like after getting punched. Yeah, getting worse. punched. Well, it's just it constricts your breathing because oh. your you, when you get punched in it for the first time, your body contracts. So yeah. like it's hard to breathe afterwards. So yeah. like that was that was tough. That was a that was a uh, a nice getting thrown in into the deep end to kind of see where I am. Uh, and we'll continue what to do Teresa that. What Teresa say about your face? That's all I really want to. She know. likes it. She's weird like that. She's like, that looks hot. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, hey, all <laughs> so, right. So like she likes, she likes the, <laughs> she liked the, the me getting my ass kicked. So she's already threatened me with the idea. She said to me a couple of days ago, she was like, you know, we're, we're all coming to this thing. Right. And she's like, I'm, t- I'm bringing people. Like, she's like, this is going to be like an embarrassment thing for us. Right. I was oh, like, my. it's like, I don't guess like, what if it is? Yeah. Like, I'm just kidding. I was like, yeah, you better be just kidding. I was oh, like, I don't care. I'm, I'm not doing this for, you know, doing this because it's a, it's, it's a, it's an accomplishment just to be in the ring. I win just for being in the ring period. So. Whoa, 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 
You, you, you get in the ring, that's a win, but you're going in that ring to win. I, you know, tell, you're not happy everyone, to be here. Everyone's so happy to be here. Come on. I know. Everyone's telling me that. That that was one of the guys I was saying yesterday. I was I was talking about afterwards, and he was like, Hey man, I don't want to hear that. So yeah, we're going in there to win. <laughs> I, was like, go. okay. I was like, fine. We're going into the win. What's going to be really interesting though, that hypothetically, if I do win just after like how I felt last night, I was like, man, so I got to go three rounds, two minutes each with a one minute break in between. And the third round, I was, a, I was a mess. I was so tired. I was just like, I was still moving. I just, I just wasn't throwing the same. Your hands. You know, as, your hands yeah. That's up. not, that's not a problem. It's just the, okay. I don't head move as much and, and I don't have much on my, I, I don't have much on my punches. So I'm just, I'm just tired. And so I know like I have to fight on Sunday. Like I fight Saturday. If I win, I fight again on Sunday. So that's going to be the interesting. got to get to Sunday first. Don't worry about I, Sunday. I, that's what I mean. I, I agree. We're training but in my mind for we're training Sunday. For this. Correct. We're training, training for Sunday. When Correct. I would go to games in the cold and all this stuff, I'd say you always dress for the second half. So in the first half, you're bundled up and you're hot. You're just sweating a little bit, but you know the temperature is going to drop and you're ready right. for the second half. You're 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 training. We're working for Sunday. Saturday will be the appetizer. We'll get through to Saturday. I ain't made the line yet because I don't know nothing about Enrique, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm gonna have to come watch you spar and stuff, and then we'll determine what we're gonna do with the line. But we ain't happy to be there just in the ring. Can you imagine we're going to walk up to that ring and then you're going to be like, I'm happy to be here. Bam. No, you're not. Yeah. Let's go. Coaches, The coaches were happy. Uh, the, the one thing I will say is that, is that the coaches were like, oh, okay. They're like, you're further than we thought you were. I'm like, okay. So that was Ooh, good. good. Uh, other than the cardio. They're like, what's cardio the date again of the fight? February 26th. Okay. Is the date of the fight. So over a hundred, they have two rings. Uh, a hundred, two hundred fighters or a hundred fighters. I can't remember what what the number is, but the brackets, came, the brackets came out. Yeah, so it's all it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So DLX Boxing, myself and another guy are representing our gym, and so there's a, it, what's fun is that like there's sort of like a team a team feel to it. There's like a Cobra Kai type thing going yeah. on with it that like you know we're all gonna be wearing DLX Boxing stuff and like we'll have my gym supporting us and like that will be that will be kind of fun. I haven't had that since high school. Like that's been a long time since I've had that real. Like, need that merch. We need that merch. We'll be repping that all over the place. Yeah, DLX is is, is uh, We'll be doing all that stuff. I might wear the <laughs> stickers on my head on the way to the ring like that guy. With the stickers yeah. on my head. Keep that towel around my. Oh, I can't wait. All right, let's get into it. Joel Embiid scores 42 points last night, goes over the 31 and a half points prop again. I bet this. What, what do we do with this? Do you just keep on betting it? Just hell what, yeah. What, how do the books respond to this that he's now just like 35 plus a night? He had 30 three minutes into the third quarter. At some point in the book, you got to adjust the number. Like mm. at some point, I'll be saying to the guy next to me in the room, listen. And B did it again. It's time. It's at the third quarter. A couple games ago, he scored 50. He's getting 40 a night. We can't keep putting up 31 and a half or 30 and a half. It's just not right. And then some of these books want to put 31 and a half minus 160. Stop. Just move the number. We got it. At this point, again, it's a search and destroy mission. We're trying to explore and find the number. We got to get to the number. Immediately last night when I was on with Sports Grid and, we, and he went over, I said, 34 and a half. If wow. we got a home game 
and we got a bad team, and he's going to go. Because last night that spread closed 12. So right. the danger of him not getting it was them having a blowout and then letting him rest his knees and, you know, using him to get to the next. They can't win without him. So they're never up without him. And then they take him out and they, and they blow leads. So he's going to keep playing and he's going to keep getting these numbers until they go make a trade, which, by the way, we saw those rumors of trades yesterday for the Sixers. This NBA trade deadline is going to be spectacular. It's going to be great. I think it's actually going to move the needle on some numbers. But as far as JoJo's number, got to be moved up. And if they don't move it up, you got to just keep betting it over. Hmm. Do you do you want Ben Simmons on your team just if you're one of the other teams in the NBA no. and your team trades for Ben Simmons? Are you happy? No. No, not at all. And I don't know the guy. He could play, but I don't like what I saw in the playoffs last year. I didn't like the reaction to the adversity. Um, right now. Isn't it weird? Like if you were a pro basketball player and what you get paid to do is play basketball, you haven't stepped on the floor this year. Like there is something up mentally with that in my mind. Like watching the season, watching games, knowing that you're not out there and it doesn't bother you. Like you're no. not having, I mean, it's, we don't know if it doesn't bother them. I mean, but listen, sometimes people get bad legal advice too. You know that, I mean, you know, I mean, you just you listen to the lawyers, you listen to your, your agent, you listen to your advisors and they're telling you, man, sit, you don't need to play. They ain't going to let you play. You're going to hear all the booze and you can't handle it. You know, if it upsets you that much, don't play. We'll yeah. get paid. Don't worry. You're going to get paid. You're going to get traded. We'll, we'll, and, and they draw a line in the sand. Sometimes the players got to go, listen, I'm tired of listening. Everybody want to go play. All I got, right. let's figure this out. I'm going to go. But the Sixers don't want him. I mean, even if you want well, to back, he's I burned think, that bridge. Yeah. I mean, Philly might be like, we don't care. Like just, you made your bed. We'll find someone for you. We'll find a partner that's going to pay what we want. Right. Eventually. And I mean, it might only be like a first round pick or something, but it's, you know, whatever package they put together. I think the trade deadline, that's the number one question because Embiid's having an MVP type season. And frankly, it would be And someone writes in the tweet. I agree. It would be malpractice not for, not to make a move to help Embiid and to build some guys around him because the level he's playing at, if he stays healthy, they're going to be need, fun in the playoffs. We feel like we need one more. Like we yeah. need, we need, he needs help. Yeah. I mean, but he's, he's doing the opposite of what everybody's doing. He's taking the ball inside. He's scoring mm -hmm. at will. He's getting to the free throw line, all the stuff that basketball used to be. It's mm -hmm. gone away from with the three point shooting contest that most of these games are. So now it's almost like in college football, with all the spread offenses, you go back to being able to run the ball and play good defense, the things that won games back in the day, or it's coming around. And you got to get him help. Can't do it himself. He's going to run out of steam, and they're going to have to play both of those teams, Brooklyn and Milwaukee. I mean, if they're the three seed, you know, they're going to have to play them anyway, but they don't have to play them in the first round. So they got to get that three seed is huge, and they, he needs help to do it. Mm. By the way, someone's asking on the live stream. The fight will be streamed, by the way. So you will be able to watch it if you want. There will be live stream. Your know, fight. Fighting. Yeah, my fight will oh. be streamed. So you will be able to watch it. I don't, I mean, there's literally like 40 fights going on. You're going to grease you up. You're going to put all that stuff on your face so the button slides yeah, of off. We, we grease up when we spar. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, otherwise you get the, get the nasty. Keeping a beard? You keeping a beard for the fight? They. Clean shave. Um, 
I don't know how much they go on USA Boxing. Because technically with USA Boxing, you can't. You have to shave. Right. That's by rule. Yeah, by rule, you have to. I don't know if I ever seen you without that beard. Of course you have. You met me without the beard. Uh, You always had facial hair, I thought. No, 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 no. When you you met me at the Palms, I I hadn't grown the beard out. The beard's been now for like three years, but when you first met me, mm mm-mm. I was can't remember. It was a long time ago. It was. It was. Like, it, was it, it was. It was a long time ago. Different All right. Life. What the hell with the Warriors last night, man? They go for a hundred and thirty against the Mavericks, a team that was like the defensive stopper. I bet the streak didn't work. Unbelievable performance. Steph got help from Clay. Yeah. 30, 35 wins now for the Warriors. How big yeah. of a deal is that against a team that they're going to be contending with? I felt like that was a message being sent by the Warriors. Like, hey, by the way, when we want to turn it on, even without Draymond, we can still score a buck 30 on you. Hardaway got hurt. True. Second quarter. But Changed broke everything. A, broke his foot. Yeah. No, they I, were scoring at will even before. I watched the whole game. They were yeah. scoring at will even with Hardaway. They were just going back and forth. Teams were scoring. The difference was the the, the, the Mavericks stopped scoring when right. Hardaway got hurt. That's what caused the blowout. Right. But the Warriors were still going to score 100. I mean, they were going to still go way over. Even with Hardaway on the court, they were scoring at will. I mean, Steph has now de- developed this two-point game that he's just going to go ahead and take a 10-foot. No, he can't. <laughs> so he's stepping inside now and knocking down this little 10-footer like consistently. And it's it's brilliant. But now Clay got loose from the three-point line last night. Yeah. I was like, well, oh. I mean, okay. as his minutes restrictions go up and now you get help, and Steph is just as quick to to dish it as he is to shoot it. Warriors, are, I mean, listen, they're just working their way back in the shape like of everything. Um, when they can dictate the style of play and it's offense, defensive teams like the Mavericks have to ramp up to them. It's almost like, you know, in, in the NFL, when you play the Chiefs, you feel like you got to go, you got to go, you got to go, and then you get caught up playing their game. And as soon as you stop playing that way, you could get blown out. You right. have to match their scoring or you have to totally impose your will on them and dictate play. Dallas couldn't do it. I mean, I didn't see a lot of the game. Uh, it was at the fields, but I saw, you know, towards the end and it was already a blowout. I was like, man, this right. is crazy. This is boring. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, as far as what it sets the tone and all that other stuff, I mean, it's just on to another city for those guys. Like they, they're like, yeah, we got them. But I think it plants a, uh, a seed of doubt in Dallas's mind. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Man, yeah. we we were playing yes. really good defense. We were, they just put up one thirty on us, and they weren't even really trying. Like this is bad. Well, and Steph didn't go crazy. I mean, that yeah. was the scary part. They put one thirty, and it wasn't like Draymond Steph didn't play. Draymond didn't play, and Steph didn't hit six threes. It wasn't like <laughs> one of those games, and they put they scored one. They scored one thirty. It's like. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what you want to see if you're a Maverick fan. And, and and they play again here tonight. So, like, what do you do with the total tonight? Because they're on a back-to-back, no hardaway. And I'm not sure the number fully reflects it right now. I mean, do you come back and bet the under tonight? Yes. And just think watch them pick it back up again. I mean, it's they're on the road at Portland. Portland don't play no defense at all. It's too, right. And they play up tempo, right? Two seconds for a Portland game is, is low. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, that's a tough one there. We'll have to really look at that and maybe see the lineups and stuff before. And right. like you could tell last night, right? You can tell anymore in the NBA quick the pace of play. 
Mm-hmm. And you can't tell the, who's going to win. I right. mean, the Clippers were down 30 points yesterday. And won. And won the game. Like, making a pre-game bet on a side on the NBA, it's almost Hard. like a non-issue anymore. Like, you don't need to do it. You just need <laughs> to just have an app, and you can start playing in-game, in-game. and this and that. Yeah. I was doing it last night a little bit, and I was like, I don't know if I even need to look at the line before the game anymore. I need to see what it closes, and then I can work off of that. But the volatility on the sides is crazy. So, I mean, 216, 216 and a half. I mean, that's high for a Dallas total. Really high. That's uh, But for a Portland game, that's low. So it's like, which one who dictates tempo without Hardaway? Are they tired after playing last night, back to back? Like there's a lot. What suffers more in your mind, the offense or the defense on the back to back defense? I agree. Personally. I mean, I I just think your, your legs aren't tired. Everyone loves playing offense. Offense is fun. Defenses. (laughs) That's when you're like, "Eh, do I need to take that charge? Do I need to run back really hard on that fast break? It's just that's where you you get tired quicker playing defense. Defense is playing defense is harder. So you got to exert more effort. So when you're tired, you don't play defense as much. And that back to back, I think, would lead the the thinking would be to the over when a lot of people I think mistakenly play it under because they're on a back-to-back. Oh, they won't score. Well, no, they still score. They just won't play as good a defense. Brian's getting angry. He's writing in all caps. The Mavs blew out the Warriors in Dallas this season, so it's a wash. I don't think we're really like – I don't think we're disrespecting the Mavericks here all that much. You know, Hardaway, that injury was significant. You want to know why the game got to be a blowout? It's because without Hardaway, they couldn't keep up. But defensively, they got smoked. I mean, there's no argument to that. You can't argue that they got smoked. They gave up 130 points to the to the Warriors without Steph going off. So don't you don't you think? I mean, and and I saw this even the last year I was in the risk room, and then last year just watching the games and doing them all the media stuff. Teams in the NBA are really quick to kind of when they ain't got it as they're entering the fourth quarter. I mean, it's just punt. It's just they're okay getting blown out by 30. When yeah. I don't know as much as that happened back in the day, and I don't want to sound like that old guy, get off my lawn, but they're but, like, man, we're, it's it the lose the battle, win the war. Like, sit them down, let the bench mob play, keep the clock moving. We'll get out of here. We'll get a late dinner, and then we got to get up to the plane and get to the next city. Like, you see it more and more where these games, like, I mean, they lost by 38 points. It's because, and you're absolutely right. It's because, kind of like the strikeout in, in baseball. Like there's no real, we have so many sports now. There's not that focus. So like if a team in the NBA 10 years ago got blown out, we all would be saying, what the hell happened to the Mavericks this morning? It would be like a lead story. I mean, a coach would be saying like, what are you guys doing? Right. Right. Yeah. There'd be anger. There'd be some type of, of frustration about like, this is embarrassing. We can't have this. Same thing with a guy who strikes out four times in a game, you know, looking or swinging or whatever. 200 strikeouts in a year. Like it's nothing, nothing. Okay. Whatever. Like, yeah, I just, we don't have the same level. And those are all unwritten rules, right? Those there's nothing in like the rule book that states it's embarrassing to do that. We've decided that it's no longer embarrassing to lose by 30. Like it's just a loss. Move on because we've delegitimized the regular season so much, which I'm fine with. But we have said your postseason performance outweighs your regular season performance so far that as long as, you know, 
you're not getting killed by 30 in the playoffs. Now that's when it's still embarrassing or you strike out four times in the playoffs. That's when it's a problem. But as long as you're not doing it in the postseason. But don't you like, I just told the kids this at practice yesterday. You, you play like you practice. Don't you play in the postseason like you play in the regular season? No. It's nope. different. Not, you just turn on a switch. Not in the NBA. It's not. It's referee different. It's play different. Substituted different. Different man. Everything is. Man. I mean, in in just the, in the playoffs as well. The the crew that just got put to the Super Bowl has thrown the third fewest flags on the season this year. Oh, really? So mm-hmm, the refereeing crew that was named yesterday to, oh. to the Super Bowl third fewest. Good so. Like those are just, I mean, the games are ref differently. They just, so like in the regular, if they're not throwing flags in the regular season, get ready for a physical Super Bowl. They're not going to throw flags at anything. Under. Depends on the team to get, if the Niners are there, I would say. The under. Niners are there for sure. Ooh. But if the Bengals are there and it's Bengals versus who would be the easier over? Um Rams. I know I'm trying. Well, Rams defense is pretty good, though. That's like the Rams could. Yeah, but they're looking to score. Like, and and if they can go without uh, running the ball, I mean, throwing the ball deep. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, they can run too. Like, I don't know. I think that would, I I think that would be the easier over. Niners present a problem if they're allowed to play physical without flags. I would agree with that. It's going to be a problem. I would agree. So last night in college basketball, what the hell was going on <laughs> last night? Oh, so, so my teaser got blown. I mean, my parlay got destroyed. Auburn almost destroyed it. And then Arizona just decided to really destroy it by getting killed at UCLA, which, I mean, they shot 29%. I did not see Arizona performing that bad poorly. Night. Just a bad, bad night. night. No? It's a horrible night. Yeah. yeah. Thud coming down for Arizona after they're really, but Alabama laying 14 and a half on the road last night loses outright to Georgia. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned the football side of things. How about that? Georgia <laughs> stinks. Georgia basketball stinks and they are at home uh, catching 14 and a half and they win the game outright against man. Alabama. Missouri stinks. Auburn, number one seed. We talked about the fact that. You, I mean, my father-in-law and I were watching the Auburn game because I knew I'd had the Baylor game was a laugher. So I'm like, okay, right. Baylor, one leg down. Second leg was Auburn, knowing an Arizona going late. Now I hedged like crazy off of it. I had UCLA money line. I took the right. points and then I right. bet in game. I, I I did what you did with basketball. That's right. what I did with the Arizona UCLA game. Yep. I was betting it like, but I had like five bets on that game by the time the game started and or in game by the time the game ended, I had like five bets on that game. Yep. Um, Losing through winning three, losing two. So I, I wound up, you know, small just profit. a little bit that's small it. profit, but yeah. So that's, I, and I, and I made that parlay with the idea, with the intention of hedging off of it. So, but it was interesting because, you know, Auburn missed, I'm going to say like 15,000 layups. Like I've <laughs> never seen a team miss that many layups in my life. Like they have a gigantic front court. And they missed like 15,000 layups over yeah. and over and over again, like little bunnies, like simple yeah. shots. And I'm like, this is the number one ranking. Like, this is what happens. First time in school history, you're on the road. You got the little one next to your name and everything is sped up. Everything is just a half a second too quick. Yep. Not taking your time, not watching, not thinking, not executing. I mean, Bruce or thinking Pearl was- too much. Yeah. Thinking too much for those kids. Yeah. Bruce Pearl was irate after the win. It was crazy because they're up by one. They drive. 
to score to go up by three. They miss a layup. The ball is bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. It goes out of bounds and the clock expires. It would have been uh, it would have been Missouri ball. It would have been like 0.2 seconds left. So most likely they wouldn't have had it. But it was just one of those games where like Bruce Pearl was so mad because everything had to go right in the last like minute for them to win. They very easily could have lost that game outright. And Missouri's bad. I mean, that's a bad basketball team. They should have won that game by way more, but they win by one and they just got by. And so I was like, all right, got my first two legs and then let's go ahead and, you know, take the points with Arizona, with UCLA and Arizona, but I still liked Arizona minus two and a half as well. So I came in on that. I took them at plus five and a half during the game. Um, and those were the two bets that, that I lost. And I was like, oh, they, they've got to come back. And they right. never did. Right. I mean, UCLA, I've been saying that they are pretenders for a while, but last night defensively, whew, they were on it. They were on. And that's a real tough place to play when they're playing defense like that. UCLA is a tough place to play anyway, but they're a really tough place to play in oh, Arizona. It's hard. It's on it's, the road. It's, yep. It's hard on the road. And I, I used to, to to say to the guys doing the numbers, like how much is that home court worth? Like even with the bad teams and the market tells you, I mean, like you got really sharp guys that, man, you give them too much points. It goes, they take the home dog like every time. Right. And I don't know what the actual specific value of it is, but when you see good teams, I mean, like Auburn's a good basketball team. Mm. Arizona is a good basketball team. And go and just can't make a shot and repeat it. And they can't <laughs> stop it. Like, it's not like, all right, call timeout. All right, it's a bad first 10 minutes. Like, and then fix it. Like, college basketball on the road, it just feels like it snowballs. And then that's why, like, when you're watching a game in-game, at some point, like, you know, it was good you only made two bets on Arizona. Like, yeah, because you could chase that thing plus five and a half, oh, plus eight and a half, plus ten and a half, and then you ain't got nothing. It was. I mean, right. I mean, it was as high as I saw as high as ten and a half, and I was right. like, uh, uh-uh. I was like, uh, <laughs> I, I, at five and a half. I think when they they were down by eight at like the eight minute mark in the first half, I was like, all right, I'll take plus five and a half, and so I jumped on plus five and a half, and then it got worse. And then I, at the, at halftime, I thought about betting halftime. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna cut my losses and be done with this. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna lose, you know, enough here. I don't need to get involved with anything else. And it's you know, it's one of those situations college basketball wise, Arizona shot 50% on the year going into the game. They shot 29% last night. Like I think we learned more and we learn, I think we learned more about UCLA correct than we did about Arizona. Cause I think you're right. I think, I think you just chalk it up to a bad loss, a bad night. Hey, everyone has them. You move on. But UCLA showed that when they want to, and when they're able to, they can lock down and really make your life difficult right walk into into that building so yeah i mean i think ucla definitely showed that's a huge win for them it's a monster win for the resume for the ncaa tournament for mick cronin and and company and uh, i mean look ucla fans think that they're god's gift anyway so you know (laughs) when they get wins like that 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 kind of makes them feel you know did they put the pitchforks down for a second because they think they should win every championship so you know it lets them feel like they've got the they made the right choice. You know, they, it's, it's true. I mean, I look, one of my buddies played for UCLA. I, I mean, I, I, I love UCLA. I mean, it's an amazing place. It's an amazing, but their fans basketball wise are like, you know, Bill Walton is not 
an abnormal person fan wise. Like that's how they think. Like this is their sport. Like they created this thing. So like we're all I mean, lucky. They kind of did back in no, the day. They did not. They did not they create were really this thing. good. Wooden yes. books. You don't know the pyramid of success and all that stuff. Come of course. I mean, he's a legend, but like yeah. it's kind of how Patriot fans will be in 20 years. You know, we'll just think 20 we'll, years. It's like that yeah. now. Well, no, because because UCLA has pretty much stunk except for last year's miracle. And so like they've pretty much done nothing. And they're in the play-in game and they went to the final four. That's a miracle. So, you know, they got the run. My it's an amazing run. So and, and like I kept on betting against them. I'm like, this isn't real. Like, come on, this isn't real. And like they kept on winning. I was like, holy what the where's this coming from? Yeah. But so like, you know, but historically, you know, over the last you know many years, UCLA has not done anything. So I don't people always ask me, like, if the Patriots don't win another Super Bowl, how will you feel? I'm oh. cool. You're not cool. I what am. Talking I'm about? telling you, I'm cool. I'm good. Oh, well, you had it in the bad part, and you remember that. And now yeah, you've got the I'm good, good man. These people that like they like, they ain't going to be good in five years if they don't win a, a Super Bowl. I have no anger. It's amazing how little animosity and anger I have about the Patriots season ending. I'm more angry about who they lose to than I am them losing. Right. Because it's just, it's just part of, I don't know, maybe because I'm 44, but like I've lived through 20 years of just, you know, duck boat parade after duck boat parade. Like it's just like over and over and like, it's been so fun. Yeah. But I understand that that's, I've always in the back of my brain been like, this is not going to continue. Like this is going to end at some point. And <laughs> it's going to end. I mean, I just, the the Celtics are a mess. The Bruins are okay. The Patriots are going through sort of a a transitional period. I I mean, the Red Sox are going to be decent this year, but I don't think they're actually championship contenders. We'll we'll, we'll see what they do pitching wise after the lockout ends. But I mean, I don't know. I just feel very lucky. David Ortiz was an awesome trip down, down memory lane last night right. because it's like to go back and remember that five, oh. one game against the twins and Tory Hunter flipping over the, uh, over the oh wall and the, oh. and the, and the, and the cop that became a legend because he had his oh. hands up and the dude, you know, became this <laughs> icon in Boston and everybody wanted to take this picture. He became a mascot for the Red Sox. So like, oh. like this random bullpen cop becomes like this cult figure in new England and just like watching David Ortiz winning three championships in the way that they won all the three championships. And Amazing. I mean, coming from behind consistently and, and just, you know, no one expected them to win it in 18. It's, it's incredible. Just, you know, to sit back and go like when I was a kid, I used to dream about winning one championship. Right. Yeah. But just, so you just can appreciate one. Yeah. Like, that's what, I mean, I started it differently in Pittsburgh because we were the city of champions in the seventies. The pirates won a world series in 1979. Steelers won the super bowl. Bradshaw and Willie Stargell were on the cover of sports illustrated sportsman of the year. I mean, it was all good. And then it was all bad in the, in the eighties. I mean, we had the Mark Malone years, the cliff stout years and, you know, just Noel was gone. And I mean, like who are we going to get as the coach and stuff. The pirates, you know, they were the pirate parrot was dealing cocaine, and there was, a, there was all that stuff. I mean, it was crazy what was going on That's in great. Pittsburgh. It was nuts. It was nuts. And Red then the Sox chicken, and, chicken and beer, and the pirates have a cocaine dealing mascot. Mascot was Dave. I, I mean, that. it was crazy. I love that. And, and then <laughs> the Penguins got good, right. and you know, it was a hockey dominant. When the Penguins yeah. finally got good and won those Stanley Cups in the early nineties, it all came back. And then the Steelers got good again and we started, mm. you know, 
going to the Super Bowl, to the AFC Championship and losing to your Did you play, by the way, did, did you play NHL hockey on EA Sports? Of course. What kind I mean, of question? Mar- Mario and Mario was so good on that game. <laughs> he was so good in that game. Him, he had a role. Uh, you couldn't be them. I mean, you oh, could yeah. be them oh, against other people, but like I that always, would lead to fights. So better a great argument is this. Who was the more dominant 80s, 90s video game player? Bo Jackson in Tecmo Bowl or Mario Lemieux on EA Sports Hockey? Lemieux was unstoppable. I mean, like, Bo so was amazing. Jackson, Bo was unstoppable. You ran the same play. You made a, the, the A play. You go right up and down. Just, up, that's and then, it. And then you weave and then touchdown. Touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, we spent so many time. I mean, like, I can't imagine how much time we spent playing those games. I can't imagine. He was then, so good. The Mew was so good <laughs> in oh. that game. One-timers. I remember when they first came out with EA Sports created the one-timer feature. Oh. It was like, damn, you put the Mew in the slot one timer goal. Like is every it the B time. button? I think it was the B button. It was it was on Makes sense. Was a, it, it was, a pass, B shoot. Yeah, I, sounds right. I, I think so. Or it was B to pass it and then just touch it. He was did the one time. It was yeah. set him on the off wing side and goal every time. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got in fights. You couldn't you couldn't use them no more. It was it was right. because whoever used them won all the time. And then, you know, we would start like either betting on the games against each other and all this other nice. stuff. Yeah, it was silly what we did. Nice. A lot of, yeah. lot of downtime, both in uh, high school and college. Did you play uh, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball? Was that your generation? Uh, not as much. I, I was more yeah. the RBI baseball guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, I was. We were at the tail end of RBI, and then Super yeah. Nintendo came out, and then Ken Griffey Jr. baseball came out. And that game, like me and my friends literally had full-on brackets. Like oh, we, for sure. We had oh. – that's what we bet on. We, 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 we had full seasons. We played full season. We played 162 games Crazy. against each other, yeah. four five, six of us all around oh. and just amazing, incredible hours and hours and hours oh. of playing that game. I loved that game. That was, amazing. I loved baseball. I still love baseball games. I love golf video games and I yeah. love baseball video games. Yeah. Maybe it's something about the speed of it, the slowness of it that I like. I don't know. I just, I, so I've been playing. Oh, I love the golf games, man. Oh, On my man. Xbox, I, yeah. I don't play many video games, but I do play, I do play golf. And the latest PGA Tour golf game is fun. I mean, it is a fun, fun it's, experience. It's alarming how real they are. Yeah, like it's awesome. The, the visuals and the, and the way you can move the ball and all that stuff. Football's too much for them. I mean, I mean, Madden's is so like oh, it's too many buttons now. I can't keep up. It's I, too much. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's overkill. Where it's like, I don't know. I feel like they've tried to make it almost exactly like the game. Like I don't need it to be exactly like the game. I want it to be. I, I know what football is. Let's play football. I don't need to like actually be involved in every single facet <laughs> of the game. Yeah, it's, it's it just, too much. It feels like it's it's it, it's overkill. All right. So the Rams yesterday, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, oh, by the way, Mike says golf arcade games are dope. Yeah. I mean, look, what am I thinking? Of? Why am I blanking on the greatest golden tea? Thank you. Yes. Golden tea is you ever the best your thumb in there or your finger on a ball. No, Cause you, come on. You gotta, you, 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 you gotta know the hand placement. Hey, did you ever catch your hand on it? Oh, no. Cause I know how to do you it. You never know. once caught. You got the, no, uh-uh. you always hit it straight with that nice little bridge of your hand. Boom. You got those bigger hands, man. I I, I caught my hand once in there. I still got a a scar on there from that. Really? Ouch. You cut yourself open? Yeah. Playing golden tee? You got got a scar? Track and field. Remember track and field? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doing that sprint. 
Oh, okay. All right. I could see that, I guess. Yeah. Golden tea is fun because it doesn't matter if you're drunk or sober. It's still a fun game. So you watch people play that in a bar now. Oh my God. Of course. They get, they they whack as hard as they can. They go in their full on body. You know, they throw a right cross. It's like a running start. Yeah. Yeah. Just (laughs) that sound that people love that shit. Oh, sorry. That stuff. Um, Yeah. Here we go. All right. So the Rams yesterday, we talked about this. The Rams had their, uh, had Ticketmaster ban anybody from LA County not being on. They quietly pulled that down after the public outcry. They should have. They should have, or they should have just kept it. Because should have just kept it going. Because once you do it, don't you look even worse if you take it down quietly? No, it was a bad decision to to put it up, and it, you know you have the right to change your mind and definitely to reverse a bad decision. Somebody should have said, "Wait a sec." Somebody stands up in a room and say, "Are you crazy?" We're not banning people from outside of LA County to buy tickets to the game. Like a grown up is supposed to stand up in the room and say, <laughs> You're all crazy. Like we're selling the tickets. We can't control who buys them. And right. it, 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 stop. So I'm all right with them reversing it. I'm actually happy that they did. And now I'm kind of rooting for it to be all red. Sorry, somebody just dropped something very heavy up Man, above. I was going to ask lost. if you were okay. That was crazy. Did you, did you hear that? Yeah, that I did. Loud. That was loud. <laughs> somebody right. just dropped something. Everybody something all right? I don't know. We'll find out in a little bit. <laughs> it's, right. My Teresa's at the chiropractor, so my in-laws are upstairs. So they're not locked out this time, but I don't this know what, what happens. <laughs> I've, I've come to learn this when you when you live with the old people. Right. We're young or anything. I'm right. Bad, but sometimes you just hear noises. First couple months, you're like, what was that? What was that? You go check on them now. When you don't hear no noise, that's when you're you nervous. know you got to go check on them. Then you're nervous, right? Yeah. You, you like, hear uh-oh. noises and stuff. You're like, okay, everything's good. They're just, I don't <laughs> ask what it is. I just want to make sure I hear the noises. That's all. It's true. Uh, hashtag red out is now what Niner fans are doing for this game. <laughs> this is their, this is their goal to red out SoFi Stadium to take over that building and to make it into as much as a home game as possible, which I think that that's hysterical in the wake of this because you've poked the bear. Like in some ways, Niner fans were coming anyway, right? They were going to be there. They're buying tickets, but now Rams, the organization says, yeah, we're going to do everything in our power to keep you out. So that now the, the, the on the fence Niner fan who may be like, yeah, maybe I'll go. Maybe I don't go. Now that that person's like, oh yeah, I'm going. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going. All right. Let's go. Feel the jet. Let's go. Like we're getting our boys together. Like let's everyone chip in a grand. Here we go. Let's go. And Silicon Valley is emptying out to go to, to, to go to LA for this game. I can't wait to see how many Rams fans are there and how many Niner fans are there and what the breakdown, because it could be 50, 50. It really could be. I mean, it was going to be anyway. Like, it's not like the Rams were going to just pack the place with all Rams fans. I still can't figure out how many Rams fans there really are, like, and how many actually go to the game. Right. You know, they hear about the traffic and, oh, it's hard to get to, and blah, 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 blah. You want to go to the game or not? Like, you know you're going to – it's the NFC Championship. You want to go to the game? We're going to the game. The Niner fans are going to go to the game. I got people here that are Niner fans in Vegas that are going to go to the game. Absolutely. Do you – have any issue with the Lions fans clam, uh, claiming Matthew Stafford and the Rams? <laughs> no, no. What it's are Lions fun. fans? It's, I mean, what I think they it's have? funny. It's, I mean, listen, they ain't had nothing. 
to get too excited because like because because well i know but the quick retort is that patriot fans did it with brady with the bucks 100 i did i did it myself i be, yeah. i was cheering for the bucks last year when brady was there but it's because what brady did in a patriot uniform i mean brady won six of them so it was like go get another one guy that's awesome they're further along we're excited for you lions fans are like we suck we've never run anything <laughs> so now we're going to live vicariously through Matthew Stafford on the Rams because right. he's ours, but he's not yours really. Cause Matthew Stafford won nothing in a lion's <laughs> uniform. So like, there's no accomplishment other than like this weird cult of like, and I think Dan Orlovsky now is the Maverick wearing jacket King of this fan group that is like, I told you Matthew Stafford was good. I told you he was one. It was the team. It wasn't Stafford. It was the team. He still makes boneheaded throws, even in a Rams uniform. He's made really dumb boneheaded throws. So, I, I mean, that's been my knock on Stafford. Not that he can't do it. It's just that he makes mistakes all the time. And everyone's just like forgetting about these like crazy what in the hell throws because he made an incredible throw. And there's no there's no knock in the throw to Cooper Cup. I mean, it was an absolute dime in the biggest moment in the biggest game of his career. So the dude came through. You can't. Yeah take that from him at all i just think it's interesting that all these lions fans on social media are like i told you i told you stafford was good it's uh, like, um okay like i guess like you gotta understand they haven't won anything there for a while correct so then what are they doing claiming stafford he you you traded him to the rams you, tra- there a long you traded time. him you traded him. He, he didn't walk to the Rams. You let you traded him to Los Angeles. Did him a favor. Sometimes, if you know, what do they say? Sometimes when you love something, you got to let it free. You got to let it. Go. Yeah, of course. Like, the, like Ray Bork. I get it. Ray Bork with the Avalanche. I understand. Same that thing. never felt right. That never felt. Oh, I was. I was. Okay. It didn't feel right, but I, I was totally down with it. I was like, I was psyched. I was so happy for Ray Bork that he got the cup in Colorado. Oh, so happy for him. When he, exactly, yeah, when he got the cup, but when he went, I was like, wait, right? Oh, it felt awful. Oh, yeah. Avalanche? What? I mean, look, the, the, yeah, the, this is the dude that when, when you know, took, he, 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 I mean, him and Cam Neely for me are the Bruins. Like, you want to talk about who the Bruins are? Cam Neely and the Bruins are the Bruins. Like, that's, and now Cam runs the Bruins. But I love both of those guys. That was my childhood for the Bruins. 1990, 91, Stanley oh. Cups back to back, running into Gretzky, losing both. But, you know, it was, it, it, that's why I felt bad. He had gotten there Pittsburgh. twice. Talk what? about Pittsburgh beat them to win those cups, by the way. 90, 91? No, that was Edmonton. 90, 91. that was Edmonton. They lost in the Stanley Cup finals, but you know, after that, 90, 91, 91, 92, who won the Stanley Cup? The Pittsburgh yeah, that's what Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I'm they saying the Bruins, the Bruins on the way. Okay, fine. But the Bruins were the ones that lost those two cups back to back to Edmonton. That was that, that you know, you guys ended the run for the Bruins. But no, man, that, I told you, I got into BU 1988. <laughs> I graduated high school. I got into BU. Correct. I was going to go to BU. So I took a weekend to visit with my mom. The only thing I wanted to do was to go to the Boston Garden, Garden to see the Canadians play the Bruins. Ooh. She's like, we got to go see the campus. And I'm like, no, no, I will. I will. I found that out real quick. It was a real quick tour. I was like, wait a second. This just looks like Pitt. This is this is we're downtown. Where are we? Where am I gonna live? Wait a second. I'm like, there's a game tonight, mom. Mm -hmm. She's like, um, what kind of game? I said the Canadians are playing the Bruins in the Adams division 
fine. Adams, I haven't heard that in 20 years. Whoa. It was a battle. You know, you had to get out of the division. And it was the Adams division. I'm like, we're going to the game. She's like, we don't have Why to was it called the Adams division again? I was too young. Jack Adams was his name. I mean, they named it the Patrick division, the Adams division, um, the Norris uh-huh. division, and the Smite division were the four divisions. So uh, you could have, I, I know all those things in a part of my brain, you're re like energizing it, but you could have put a gun to my head and I could not have named those four. Really? Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, we had to get out of the Patrick division. That was the longest for, for the longest Patrick time. Patrick division. Get wow. out of the yeah, I remember that. Norris division. I remember solidly. Yeah. Um. So I go, we hustle tickets outside. I sit two rows from the ice. And in 1992? 1988 in the spring. 80, it was 88 in the spring. as could be. It them. Boston Garden was like the building. What did that run you? A playoff game for the Canadians at the Garden had to have been expensive. It really wasn't. I don't know how. I was really good at hustling tickets outside. I used to do it all the time. Um, Wow. It wasn't that expensive. I think it was like 150 bucks a piece. That's a lot of money. In in 88, that's a lot of money. That's like 300 now. Well, I I don't know. I I, I know I got the tickets. and a lot of money now. Rick Middleton scored the first goal. Nice. Why not? I met him a bunch of times. The building blew up. I mean, the building blew up. There wasn't another goal scored. Reggie Lemelin. Yes. Love him. Was making save after save after save. Andorra Country Club. Lemelin was a member at Andorra Country Club. He he was unbelievable. And then Gord Kluzak scored an empty How do you know these names? This is insanity. Gord Gord Kluzak scored an empty Yes, to win the game 2-0. I was so all in with the whole thing. I still have it somewhere. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. Because they were chanting, chanting, Reggie, Reggie. And it was so loud. I got goosebumps thinking about it because it was one of the best goalie chants I've ever been a part of. Because I believe Andy Moe was on the way out. Because I think Lemon was the starter until Andy Moog right. took over. Yeah. yeah. I think on that team, in the 88 team, I think I think Moog was the backup. He was the young and up-and-comer. Correct. And Reggie was, was the, the veteran. Was on the end, on the end of his career. Win them the cup. Yeah. Right, yeah. Got and it. they just ran a little bit short. Yep. But, man, oh, man, that place. You saw a Canadians playoff game in the late 80s. You saw it. That's a damn good game to see. It was a dream. It was like a dream. Game. Yeah, they, and that's when the rivalry going. was real because the Canadians were still the oh. Canadians. They oh. were still the Yankees of hockey, and oh. so that was when Boston really because they, they hadn't had won the cup since Orr. Right. So they, it was a long and, twenty oh. plus year drought, and there was a lot of people that hadn't played for the cup in like ten. So that was Craig yeah. Janney. Oh yes, oh, that line, Craig Janney. Oh gosh, who was like on Neely and Randy Bi- Burridge? Byer. Is it Burridge or Byers? How do you know this? Oh my gosh, that's insanity! You can throw those lines out. That's amazing. Like I can do this because I, I lived it. But that's insane that you can do uh, that. I, I I love that team. I wanted them to win so bad and beat Edmonton. Yeah, that that overtime game when Peter Klima scored that goal. Man, I was disgusted. I stayed up and watched the whole thing. I was rooting for Boston. <laughs> I bet on Boston on one of the games. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, God, I can't believe they lost. But that was great. And so I remember those games. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday. So, you know, talking about that and bringing it all back up is all good memories. Good stuff. All right. So Aaron Rodgers is saying that he's going to make a call before free agency because of what's going to happen with with Devontae Adams. Yeah. Doesn't want to screw over Adams. What's the more likely circumstance? Offshore has 
Rodgers not back in Green Bay at a minus 220 number. You buy it? Yep. Got the hat on for that reason. Yep. You buy he's out? Rodgers is not a Packer next year? Uh, I don't, I mean, you know, are they leveraging it together? You know, they don't want to. I'm not saying retired. I'm just saying this is him not to score game one. He's not, he's got three options, right? Force a trade, retire, or go back to Green Bay. Right. Those those are the three options. I may, I mean, I agree with that with that number. I make the favorite him leaving. Mm. Second choice is staying in Green Bay, but on his terms with his guys. And third is retiring. And I I'd make that a huge outprice, a big plus. I I, I don't think he's retiring at all. He ain't yeah. talking about retiring. Brady's a lot closer to retiring. Well, Brady's using the Rob Gronkowski yesterday on ESPN radio said he has never heard Brady use the word satisfied in his life. Right. And Brady said the word satisfied. I'm satisfied with the way the year ended. And Gronk was like, wait, uh uh-oh, that's, that's (laughs) not what he means. That means the party's over. And I think Gronk, I mean, Gronk was pushed on the same interview. If you had to make a decision today, what would it be? He said retirement. Right. So, I mean, Gronk's already, you know, Gronk him did and, it once. Well, right. But him and Camille Kosick, I mean, Camille, Camille's career really has exploded. I mean, she's doing Wipeout. She's got a you know, full line of, she was in Sports Illustrated, like his girlfriend, soon to be, I'm assuming they'd get married and start a family after he's done playing. But she's, her career's like rocketing. So he can just, you know, kick back and go crazy, honey, let's go. And he can just do Gronk things. And we know what Gronk's done with his money. So there's no need for Gronk to do anything unless Tom's playing. And if Tom's not playing, Gronk's not playing. So it's, I think with Gronk is indicating that he is mentally preparing to quit, I think it's because he knows Tom's going to quit. Right. So Rogers plays where next year? I hope Pittsburgh. One time, I just love to see him. Oh, man. I would put them in the I can't see him going to Denver. We heard all this last year. It's an AFC team, though, right? I mean, we can can agree that he's going to an AFC team. I don't know. I can't see him going anywhere in the NFC. That New Orleans news yesterday with Peyton being out. Right. Who coaches, who does he want to play for that would cause him to go to the Saints? Great question. That I don't know. That I don't know. But, man, if, if they made some huge splash hire that was, you know, recruiting him to go there and he could get if he got Devontae Adams and stuff in that cool. offense like we talked How, about you can't know because the, the problem is this is the problem for the Saints and why they can't get Rodgers they are so far over the cap that's why he let that's why Peyton quit Peyton spent all that money signed all those crazy contracts and then walked on the bill and was like oh, all right I'm gonna deal with it so they're going to have to cut a ton of players. They can't afford Rodgers, I don't believe. So that's without, their problem. Without a teardown. They're going to tear it down and have to start all over again. And if they wanted Rodgers, okay, fine. But they couldn't keep anybody like oh, well, then he Michael Thomas. Okay. Yeah, he's not going there. I think, I think it's $40 million over the cap, I think the number is. Wow. That, really? Yeah, they're way over. Yeah, they're like so far over. And you have to classify uh, Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill is $5 million if he's a wide receiver, but it's 20 if he's a quarterback. <laughs> so you have to class. So this, they have to find a I way to classify. That's Seriously. Amazing. That's amazing. He gave, I'm, I mean, that's from Peyton. Peyton gave Taysom Hill that contract. So if he's your quarterback next year, if Taysom Hill is your starting quarterback, now you're even worse. You're even in worse shape. 
against the cap. So that's why I don't think he's going to New Orleans. Is it Miami? That's an interesting, that's interesting. I mean, obviously the coach comes into play at all these places. Who is he going to go? Who does he want to play for? Who is, uh, who is he interested in playing for? But he's got a, I mean, Rogers now has become a heel and he seems like he likes it. Loves it. What are you talking? So about? yeah, I think, I think he loves So like the idea that he was saying that everybody was cheering against us because I was unvaccinated was like, what are you talking about, man? Bears fans have hated you for years. Like bears, people hate you because you're a Packer. Not because of, I mean, some people probably did, but the vast majority of people hated you because you're Aaron Rodgers, not because of whether or not you got a shot. Exactly. So I, I think it's, so I think that in his brain, that's why I agree with you. He's not going out because he wants to go and shut all those people up that he perceives that are out there talking negative about him. He doesn't want to go out this way, losing no. to San Francisco, 0-4 against them, 0-3 the last three years, losing playoff games at home. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's crazy, but, the, you know, somebody tweeted this, and I, I was floored. It was a former kicker, uh, Lawrence Tynes, for the Giants. Yeah. And I met him here in Vegas and he actually let me try on his, his Super Bowl ring. And like, he was right. super cool. He was super cool when I, yep. when I met him, but he said, Eli Manning has more legitimacy. I forget the word he used, but essentially Eli Manning is more deserving of the hall of fame than Aaron Rodgers. Based on his postseason, Based on his whole career, the Eli Manning's career. Ooh. He's more deserving of a hall of fame induction than Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? talking about it's only one championship he only got one championship and if the Steelers didn't fumble that ball I'm not sure he would have that one um they Come still on, measure things man. in postseasons like Look, you gotta win I agree but he gotta say one more so who do you who who is more deserving Dan Marino or Eli Manning I mean I'm a little Come on. There's not even a question here. Like if you were, if you were starting a team and you had a choice to draft Dan Marino or Eli Manning, you're telling me you're taking Eli Manning. No, I'm taking, I'm taking Dan Marino. Right. So you take Rogers. I take Rogers in a heartbeat, but Eli won because of his defense. Made them throws, man. He made them throws. But like, I think it's crazy to talk about this. Aaron Rodgers is is one of the best. That's his guy. He's one of the best pure throwers of the football ever. It's actual art. The guy that I I I see just throw, and I think of Roger Federer playing tennis. Right. It's an artist. I'm watching. Tom Brady. This is the argument people say Brady versus Rodgers. And I've said for years that there was no argument. There was no argument. Brady was way better than Rodgers. Brady's career is way better than Rodgers. It wasn't even an argument unless you want to talk about just pure throwing the football, like just as a athlete to throw the football. I've never, I think he's the best in history. I just, he makes throws that no one else makes in an incredible amount of consistency. Like he throws 60 yard passes where it looks like he's just walked up and handed the ball. It is amazing. He puts it in that spot. It's so like you. And now with HD and slow motion and all this stuff, you're like, wait a sec. How did he do that? Like it's incredible. What did he see? He's seeing something different than anyone else. And he's able to throw a football at different points, 40 yards away, 18 yards from the other hash on the other side of the field, like spots and stuff. Oh, without a doubt, the guy's completely the Picasso of throwing a football. And I mean, 
it's fun that Tyne says that stuff, but I think Eli would take Rogers over Eli. Come on. Mm. All right. A couple quick things before we yeah. get to props of the prop of the day. Niners are trying to win their fourth straight row game. I Last team to do sure that. about this number? Yes. Kansas City in 1966 was the last time somebody won four consecutive road games in the NFL. That's ridiculous. In the no, because there are no four. It's impossible to play four road games. Talking about four, four road games in a row, period. So the last game, like the Giants won three road games and won the Super Bowl against the Patriots. That's a neutral side. Steelers won three games and then the, the so the side. game before the, the was three never, run was never a road game. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Never, never a road game. Wow. Okay. Last time to do that, 1966. Does that concern you if you're a Niner fan? No. I agree. It's, not the it's only one more game now. It don't matter. It, it's great you did what you did, but I mean, even when you take the kids, when I take the kids, I'm like, this is a business trip. They, they've done this down in SoFi now. They do this every, I mean, it would just, let's go pack the stuff up. We know the hotel to go to. We right. got to be there on Friday. We're going to do the walkthrough Saturday. It's just another game, man. Like this is, they don't care about 1966. They don't even know half of the most of them don't <laughs> no. even know that they weren't even thought about being, being bored. So I actually like it. I actually think being on the road is sort of, you become a road warrior. You just get into that routine that to think, to think, to think. Oh, I, like I love it. it. I, I, oh. I think it works. And I think partly oh. when you go uh, to the Super Bowl, that's what causes. So teams, the teams that win three road games that go to the Super Bowl and lose, I think it gets you out of the rhythm. And that's what ends up breaking your stride because everything's different in the Super Bowl versus just playing week, 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 week. You know right. that rhythm. All of a sudden, it's like Tuesday, media day, Wednesday, interviews, Thursday, you have appearances. Like everything, it just it gets screwed up. So you're out of your rhythm that what you normally what you normally were in. So I, I actually think it actually helps. Uh, the team that won in overtime in the playoffs is 7-16 and 16 straight up the next game in NFL history. Team that won... In overtime in the playoffs. Okay, so this applies to Kansas City as well. Correct. This is KC. Does this make you like Joe Burrow anymore? What do you mean? This is this is uh, just KC. Yeah, because Bengals Burrow didn't, Burrow didn't go to the playoffs. But he didn't go to overtime. Right. Um. No, it takes a lot out of you, man. It takes a lot out of you to play in an overtime game, and especially a game like that against Buffalo. The last two minutes took a lot out of them. Like this is just 25 a, points scored in the last oh, two minutes. <laughs> that was crazy. That felt like its own quarter itself. Um, no, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about that either. Um, it's an interesting stat. And again, sometimes these, I always say it, the trends are your friends until they're not right. Um, it's an interesting trend. It's a good talking point. And if the chiefs lose, hopefully people will uh, credit the, the trend. Um, and they'll be like, yep, they played overtime the week before. We should have known. We should have bet on Burrow. I don't know. But, about seven and a half, though. You give me plus seven and a half. Oh, I'm with you. I I, 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 I can't believe that the the line hasn't really moved yet. Like, I, it, I think yeah. they're just waiting. They're yeah. Just I'm, waiting. Give me, I'm, I'm not going to bet this until right before kick. I, I want to see as many points as possible. I just hope I don't see buyback and, get, and it goes below seven. But... I just think seven, seven and a half is a number that I want, and I think I think I'll get it. Yeah, and I I think that that's I'll be all over Burrow money yeah. line and plus seven and a half. Although I will sprinkle back on the Chiefs just because I've I've got that plus seven fifty 
on the Super Bowl bet going. So right. I'll, I'll come back a bit on that. Okay. All right, a couple things tonight. Suns yep. minus two against the Jazz. Suns have won seven straight. They have. Betting, we, we bet in the streak, or are we expecting Utah to protect their home court tonight? Man, is everybody playing for Utah? They, they have to be. In Phoenix. For this line to be two, you, everyone's got to be playing for Utah. Yeah, but... Suns are red hot. Um, They just played in Phoenix. What, last game? Was it the last game? Um, It was 11. Yeah. 115, 109 wind for the, for the Suns. Yeah. Utah won by six at home. They had. It won by 10 over the Pacers, moves. 10 by the Pacers, eight against the Mavericks on the road. Uh, they won by 14 against the Spurs on the road. They won by 18 against the Pistons on the road. Won 112, 94 on the Pistons on the road and beat the Raptors 99, 95 on the road. So they've won one, two, three, four, five games of these last seven. They've won on the road. On the road. Yeah, I mean, they have the best road record in basketball. Um, best record in basketball. They have the best overall record in basketball. Um, this would be a wait and see for me. I, okay. I, I mean, the line's already moving down. It's, it's, you don't have to lay two. You can lay one and a half. Jazz may end up being favored by game time. Just based wow. on what I'm looking at right now, the Jazz may end up being favored. Now, again, there's there's guys that are adamant. There's groups that do it. They bet against these streaks because they okay. know it's going to end, and they're going to do it tonight. They're going to take the Jazz at home plus the points. Now, it doesn't happen very often. The Jazz are a good basketball team. The Suns are the best basketball team. It's going to be one of those moves. I mean, so I, yesterday, um, Charlotte was favored at Toronto, came out that Fred Van Fleet wasn't playing. The line moved completely the other way. Nobody took Toronto. Actually, it was flipped the other way. But okay. Toronto was home. Huge steam, four-point move. Toronto destroyed them. They, Charlotte was never in it. So sometimes they're wrong, too. I'd wait. If you really want to play Phoenix, because I think you're going to get, you're obviously going to get less than two. And anytime you get less than two, uh, you know, that's, that, yeah. which is, it's just a money line bet without right. having to pay the money line price. Doesn't happen very often. Wait. Mm. Mike likes Suns, Hornets, Heat, money line parlay tonight. Mm. Suns, Hornets, short number at Indiana off a of back to back. Okay. And who else? Heat? Heat. Yeah. Why is that number so short against the Knicks? That's that should be higher. I thought that would be six and a half, seven. So I like that. I, although I got a question, why that number's low? Yeah, it feels it feels a little. I mean, I don't know. The, the, the heat numbers have been low for the last couple of weeks. It feels like they've all been kind of like mm, that. Feels a little low. Uh, okay, so we 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 talked yesterday about Ken Palm numbers. So I'm curious on this. So Creighton's at Butler tonight. Last time Creighton played at Butler last year, Creighton lost the game by like twenty. They haven't won. In three years, I believe, at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Oof. Greg McDermott is out with COVID, but Kempom has this as a five-point line. Creighton favored by five. Numbers down to two and a half. Whoa. Take the Blue Jays? What? Did it open this number or did it get bet to this number? It was. It opened at four. And it it came all the way down. Yep. 
Wow. Money came pouring in on Butler. I, I could have bet I could have bet four last night. I could have t- laid the four with Creighton minus four. But I was like, I'll wait and see what happens because it was off by a point. And then this morning it's two and a half. What does your gut instinct tell you because you're the Creighton guy? I Butler like wins. But wow, Kempom hesitate. They stink there. I mean, there's just certain games at Xavier and at Hinkle Fieldhouse against Butler. They just but Butler's lost four consecutive games. Butler is on a four-game losing streak. They're so not playing well to everyone in the Big East. Like good teams, or are they losing games that they've been favored and, and should have won? Let's um, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I know that they've lost four games in a row and they haven't looked good doing it. They've been they've been bad. I mean, the games that you're like, what the heck is going on with Butler at the moment? So Butler has lost two. Uh, I'm looking right now. So last four games, lost at Providence. They were nine point dogs. Lost UConn, to- UConn, and then Villanova. UConn, UConn, UConn's a really good basketball team, yeah. are they not? And Villanova and is too. Yeah, and they got killed. Lost eighty two forty two to Villanova. Lost by forty. So go back to playing a team more closely aligned with Creighton. I wouldn't put Creighton on Villanova or Connecticut's. No. So at Providence, the line was nine. Providence is better than Creighton, right? Mm-mm. No. No. I disagree. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that personally, but I mean, it's the Jays are just super young. They're just, they're just, they have really young talent. They're going to be really good next year. It's just right now on, on a given night, they can beat Nova by 30, which is what they did. I mean, they killed Nova at home and then Nova killed them. So like, it's just tough, but I just, I think this is a young team going to a very hostile environment, tough place to play. But I mean, I was shocked that Kempom has it as a five point line. I was like, whoa, that's straight surprising. numbers for him. I mean, he ain't looking at all that like home court and all that other stuff. Yep. Like, I mean, he's straight, straight numbers. Sometimes straight numbers a- are right. Sometimes yeah. they're wrong. I'm listening to you and you talking about this team. And like, I didn't bet it just FYI. So this is why I didn't bet it. Cause you can make a case for both sides. So I was like, okay, I'm not betting this game. I'll watch I would this game. say, I would say game. I'm leaning Butler right now after listening yeah. to you, you made it. I mean, that's why they took the four, they took the four right. and the three right. I and mean, they came in and grabbed it just because of the numbers and how, you know, I, I, I'm still on like the Creighton university email list. So I get the game notes. Yeah. So like, that's why I'm always betting Creighton games because I, I have like, I feel like I can read like I used to, I'm in the same going back to 2004. I've been reading every Creighton game notes for the last like 17 years. And you still like you, the game notes? I love the game notes. I like the game notes for the teams that I really am close to. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need them for like the you know Northern Illinois, but I, I, I do like getting the game notes for Creighton because it does give you. Rob Anderson is the SID has been there for for he was there two years before I got there, so he's been there twenty years as yeah. the SID with the Jays, and so he just has nuggets like historical nuggets going backwards. And they just so tell you good. when the guy yeah. does it as good. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I used to love um, the baseball ones. Like, and I, and, and I still get some now that are just amazing. They just, they spark ideas or thoughts and now they spark bets. Uh, real quick here, just to go back to the Suns. Yeah. according to Jordan Mitchell and Gobert are both out tonight. That changes yeah. things a lot, right? Yeah. Suns and jazz. If you know Mitchell I mean, and no Gobert, Gobert. I knew Mitchell. I, I knew Mitchell was out, but Gobert, I thought was coming back or had played. Wow. Okay. So that that's maybe you do. So the the move might be I, move is interesting, right? Why is the money going on? 
Don't know. On the Jazz. If don't know. You're without Gobert. I mean, that's okay. All right. Why should be four? No. Two positions. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, one quick hockey thing. Bruins, yeah. Colorado. Total is six and a half. Over. Bruins over first period. Uh-huh. Nine and one over the last 10. However, the last game. Did it again with that over to. You made that over one. To, over over to, to, yeah. That's over the over the total. Back so nine and one to that. It missed the last time I bet it. Go back to the well with Colorado and Boston tonight. Yes. Over one and a half. This game's going over. I mean, it, it, just six and a half. It's this the books are gonna you're gonna see a seven. I keep I, I talk. I mean, at what point is it gonna happen? I don't know. I mean, I've seen a minus 700 favorite in hockey this season. <laughs> Go to overtime. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're putting the numbers up because ain't nobody betting the other side. So at some point, some book is finally going to say, listen, we needed somebody to bet under, like just somebody to bet it. Sometimes we get there when the total six and a half, but as the book, you need somebody to bet the under. You got to go to seven. I would have, you love seen, it. have you ever seen a seven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen I often, but... I don't know. know. I've never seen a seven in my. I've seen a four and a half too. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I. I believe a four and a half before I believe a seven. I mean, a seven is insane for a total in hockey or the seven. I don't know. Like the, the numbers are crazy. Going to play somebody, yes. and it's going to have to be seven. Five goals or more in fourteen of the last sixteen. Is that the stat for the, the Panthers? Panthers? Oh. Yeah. It's something like they're scoring. They lead the league in five goals. I think it's 18 times this season. They've scored five goals or more yeah. this year for the Panthers. And bunches too. Like they score like <laughs> it's quick. You know, yesterday yeah. they scored five goals. that didn't score in the third period. So um, it's going to happen. It's going to, and one of these teams is going to play Florida at home. That gives up a lot of goals, Florida, Columbus, or Florida, somebody. Um, and, and all we need is two from them. Montreal we'll five yeah. from the other team and it's going to fall seven. I mean, it's just some of the books going to put it up seven flat. You bet it. Go ahead. All right. So because our guy, Brad Feinberg from the giving props podcast on betprep.com did not give us a prop on Monday. He has okay. two today. Oh, nice. Let's go. So he's three and oh, an easy one yesterday since it was, <laughs> did you watch that sweat? <laughs> that was had it all the way. No. 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 Okay. You're kidding. Okay. He scored five points in the first half. He didn't take a shot in the first quarter. I mean, that was an insane cover by Bradley Beal. That was, he got to 23. It was 22 and a half. And he just got there. I mean, that was like, I bet it. So I was like going, watching this going like, you've got to be kidding me. Like how right. in the hell is this happening? He had five points. I was like, all right, that's dead. And then he got to 17 in the third quarter. I was like, okay. And then late in the fourth, he got to 23. I was like, whoo boy, that was close. So today, Bam Adebayo over 15 and a half rebounds. Sorry, I didn't. Hold on. Let me make sure I've got that correct. Because I just, I copied it straight. I didn't realize it. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, it's points. Sorry, it's points. Over 15 and a half points for Bam. Let me, let me, let me correct that. So if people are watching this, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I oh, can't get the graphic you, wrong. You know that they'll be yeah. coming at you. From yeah. How do you how do you feel about Bam going over fifteen and a half points tonight for Miami? 
Um, all right. The total's two oh two two oh two and a half. Yeah, it's tiny. The total's two oh two and a half. Is this nineteen eighty nine again? We're talking about this. What? It's how uh, the Heat play. I it's well, and it's how the Knicks play too. Man, oh man. right. All right, so we got Bam out of body. And the Heat have Heat are 16, 16 and five, a half man. is his total on Fandle. You go under over 15 and a half, you said? That's the prop, yep. So and minus one, and minus one fifteen. Bottom point. Okay, so he's going over. Um oof. his total's so low. Goodness gracious. Um I would, I think I would book this one. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, cause he's been hot and he's, it, it's fallen right around the number. This is what he averages, right? He averages 16. Pretty much. Tony. Pretty much yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He averages this is an average night for Bam. Right. Um, Miami's playing good right now too. Nick's defense interior, interior defenses. Yeah. Eh. It's okay. Not it's not great. It's not I mean, good. they don't have a real rim protector. They've got a bunch of fours that like to shoot threes. Right. So bam, back to the basket, bam, offensive rebounds. It's going to be a sweat, but like, I don't know if it's going to be a sweat like last night. That was a hell of a sweat. Um, uh, I, I'll, I'll take this one against, against them. No, but I don't really like it. I, this All is, right. I feel like this is more of a coin flip than anything. So Brad Feinberg from given props, you guys can find that podcast wherever you guys download your podcast from betprep.com. Second play to make it go to five plays. He really likes this Chris Middleton over four and a half rebounds. He wanted me to read. He said, uh, Brad said that Bam's number should be 17 and a half per his numbers. Okay. And Middleton and Middleton should be five and a half. So even with Giannis playing, Middleton uh, seventy one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. To the over, it it, it is uh, seventy one and twenty nine over the last hundred games for Middleton to have more than four and a half rebounds, mm-hmm. and twenty three and eight this year for Bam. So pretty much seventy percent of the time, Chris Middleton's getting over four and a half rebounds. I like this one. Juiced to minus one fifty-five. A little expensive, um, but oh wow! BetMGM. By the way, Bam at BetMGM right now is fifty over fifteen and a half at minus one hundred five. Ooh, so you can get price right there. So if you have access to BetMGM and you want to trail Brad's prop, you guys can get that for you guys get it get it much cheaper uh, at minus one hundred five. Oh, for 15 and a half. People listen to the show. Check the price in a few hours. <laughs> they might be minus 115. I'll be like, why is everybody betting Bam out of bio for right now? I mean, he's, I mean, Brad's hot. Mike I mean, Feinberg gave it out. Dave and Matt talked about it. Here we go. He's 3 0. Um, he hasn't missed yet on these. He's given us two. So, yeah, I like the Middleton one. I feel better with the higher total. I feel better that he's been getting these rebounds more often than not. Um, He's just on the floor a lot. I think we got to get this by accident. I mean, I, I the ball, I like, just, find, I like the ball just finds him. Yeah. Yeah. We get, we're going over. All, All right. right. Uh, I forgot to put my bets up for better to book it. So I had to go ahead and write that in there. All right. Better to book it time here. I have only one game and I have two plays on one game. Wow. Okay. NBA? Two plays college, college, college basketball. Here we go. College basketball plays. Let me pull up my college basketball screen. Go ahead, sir. What do you got? 
Are we going to better book Iowa State plus four at Okie State tonight? Oh, man. Big 12. Why are you doing this to me? Tell oh, me you, why you, you like you, Iowa State. You're going to hate the next number. Well, a couple things. One, this should be a two-point line according to Kempom. Okay. Two, Okie State, Okie, Okie State just lost to Texas by five. Iowa at State home. beat at home. Iowa State beat Texas. Three games ago, I was predicting an Iowa State swoon. I thought that they were going to have a real tough time of it. They've lost three of four, but I think they've righted the ship a little bit with their win in the last game. And I think this is a spot here where the game's going to be very low scoring and very, very tight. It's 128 is the total, 127 and a half. What are we doing? Oh, boy. All right, let me see this. Oklahoma State, we lost to Texas. Close game covered. Home against TCU, won and didn't cover at Baylor. At They they won at Baylor? Who did? Oklahoma State. Look at they that. They beat Pitt. I don't know about that. Uh, Three games ago. But then they have not played well afterwards, though. That, that seems like a fluke game to me. Is this a... Are these games getting to be must win yet for these big 12? I mean, teams? we're in conference play, so it's, yeah. you know. I'll, I'll book it. Okay. I'll take Okie State at home. I, I I mean. I like the two possessions. Yeah. Personally. And I, and I like the fact that it's going to be very low scoring. Iowa State plus four correlated with the under 126 and a half. Oof. Man, oh, man. <laughs> I love the reaction. It's just like, this is, it's one of them games. Like, I mean, you know, you got to put up the number and you're like 126 and a half. Like, I, I don't think I can watch this. Uh, um, uh, by the way, the, the last time the, uh, what was that? What, what did I see last night? I saw this. It was like, it was like, it went under like significantly under in like a weird way. Um, yeah. oh. I mean, these games go back and look at these last games for, for the last three games for Oklahoma state. It, yeah, so here's here, scored 100 points. So he, he, here, here are the numbers. Oh. Oklahoma State is seven and 11 to the over this this year. One okay. and four over the last five. Three and seven over the last ten. Mm-hmm. Three and seven at home. Okie State. Iowa State is eight and 11 to the over. They are five and five over the last ten. Why and they're you three say and three like and you almost feel like you're trying to confuse me. They're 11 and eight to the under. Say but, no but, winning record. You say no because I, I, I think everybody everybody wants to bet over. So I put it. Yeah, I put that's as the you thing. No, that's a it's a public thing. Public that's likes to bet over. A public thing. That's a parole thing. Okay, fine. But they uh, but they, the, the, I I say it gives you a significant angle when the over comes in. It's eight and you know eleven to the over on the year, and the last three games. 125 and a half against Texas. Okay. How about this on the road against Texas? 125 and a half went under by 18 and a half points. Correct. In their last home game, 132 game went under by 19 points to TCU against Baylor game was 142 game went under by 27 points. So are these both good defensive teams? Correct. Oh, State's obviously a very good defensive. Correct. They're both yeah, very say, strong. Right, so under under is the play. I like under is the best play in this game. We'll go under. You got under one twenty six and a half. It's one twenty seven and a half or one twenty eight right now. So it's going up. CLV. We're going against the CLV. 
Interesting. The money, money number is going up. That's because maybe people think it's too low. They're just like the public thinks like, how the heck is a game at 126 and a half? Yeah. That seems very surprising to me. <laughs> the number's going up. That oh. yeah. It's 128 at FanDuel. My yeah. gosh. Yeah. So I got plus four last night. Iowa State now is plus three and a half at FanDuel. So there's Iowa State money coming in and there's over money coming in. Hmm. We're against everybody. I'll take, I'll go under, I'll bet this one with you, but I, I'm going to book the sign on, man, it's going to be an ugly game. I ain't watching. Oh, it's a rock fight. It's a straight up rock fight. <laughs> that, that's that. It, is, it is an absolute throw boulders at each other. It's brick city <laughs> left, left and right in this game. But I mean, I, I like basketball, it. baby. This is like, this is one of the best conferences in the country. They're going to yeah. get one of the most number of teams in the tournament. This is one of those ones where I would have to watch a lot of them because it's in that time slot that I was in the risk room. So I kind of got a little affinity for it. Always kind of rooted against Kansas because I always thought they were never as good as their rating indicated. They were never as good as their, their ranking indicated. And, right. you know, Kansas fans, I mean, in the book for years, they used to come here every March and, walk around like they own the place and you know, they, I mean, well, I don't know when the last time they won something. I mean, Danny Manning won it a long time ago. I remember that too. Danny Manning, 1988, 89, whatever that was. No, so, that was the, that was the last time. That can't be the last time KU won a championship. No, that, I think they won one championship or something. But they had sell. a lot of high rated teams that didn't win. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, Bradley, um, I used to call it the killer bees, Bradley Bucknell, Northern Iowa, and somebody else, I forget the other B team that they lost to in the first round of the tournament. Kansas was always either out in the first round or final four. Like there was no in between with them. Yeah. But I, I mean, because worst Bradley, they, fans would come here and like to bet him and be here and right. they would lose the first game and they would still have to be here in the book. Like the whole mad about it. moping and they would be <laughs> angry and they always wanted extra drink tickets. And I gave them to them because I was like, you might as well drink because your team ain't playing and they would, you know, then they would bet and kind of get caught up in it again. But man, it hurt like between them and Wisconsin fans. Oh man, the disappointment for those teams and fans when they came from March Madness. I used to feel Kansas that. fans are chief fans, by the way, just FYI. Are they? They're, they're the same. Yeah. Are they? They're the same. They're the same person. So if you don't like Kansas fans, you don't like Chief fans. Just I like the Chief fans. I mean, how are you not rooting for Mahomes? I mean, it's fun. Because it's Burrow. How could I vote for Burrow? Burrow is 8-0 in his last eight games of must-win situations. I think the stat now is 35 touchdowns to one pick. 8-0. He don't throw that pick. He don't have the WTF throws. Well, when they're WTF, they're like Mahomes type, like, how the hell did you do that? Right, 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 right. Not what were you looking at? Like, how do you put a ball where you just put that ball? (laughs) And how did the defense allow Jamar Chase to get behind them? And like, I mean, the Titans, how did you, I mean, there were a couple of, I went back and watched, I was watching that game on NFL Network. They're replaying it. And like that Jamar Chase screen pass where he went for 60, it's like that cornerback, like, I mean, what the heck are you doing? Like the one you can't miss that tackle no. and you can't get beat like that. Like no. give him 10 yards if you have to, but you can't fall down. Like you can't just like let your whole defense down and let that guy just go. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing. It's the only knock I'll say about Jamar chase. He doesn't have like top end speed, but 
who the hell cares? I mean, he's, his route running is incredible. Like he just make catches people that ball. I need you to just catch that ball. He catches that ball. I mean, think about that DB that fell down that, that Gabriel Davis made that dude fall down. <laughs> think about, think about what Jamar chase is going to do to that guy. Jamar chase is going to make that guy look like a clown. Like that's, I can't wait. I felt bad when I saw that and I watched it again in slow motion, man. It's just one of those ones that you just can't even control. Your feet just go out from under you. And then but he's a paid walk. to do it. Paid athlete, though. I mean, he's paid to do this. this is his those, job. Guys are, those guys are making moves, too. But, man, oh, that was one that you just see over and over and over. It's like you just the, – the, those are the ones where you're, you're wide out. You just turn around and you just point at them. Oh, like, you don't have to say nothing. You say you good, bro. Him. Yeah, jack, jock strap, like the jocks over there, guy. Go pick it up because you just got schooled. What, what a like move! Yeah, boom, done, touchdown. Like four. Uh, that that's a game that we're going to be watching in thirty years. Going, how the bleep did this happen? Like this is going to be. I'm going to be talking. About I saved it years. on the DVR, Good. and I told Jess and the kids, do not erase that because you know in April. When I want to watch it. But yes. I'm going to be like, you know what? There's baseball rained out. Everybody's cold. There ain't no basketball on today. The playoffs are for hockey. haven't started yet. I'm going to put on the Bills and Chiefs the second half and just watch it again. I'm just Absolutely. going to watch the game. It's going to be great. And that last 10 minutes of the game just oh. on the clock. It took two hours to get done, but that last 10 minutes of clock time. Have you just, ever been to Arrowhead? Yeah, multiple times. Is it as loud as it looks? It's very loud. Yeah, it's it's. But I, I said this on Twitter, and I was trolling Chief fans by doing this. But it is going to be. It's going to happen. If Joe Burrow wins, first question to Joe Burrow is going to be, "How loud was the stadium in comparison to where you have played?" And Joe Burrow is going to say, "I've played in much louder stadiums in the SEC than Arrowhead Stadium." <laughs> He's going to say it. Okay, right now it's coming. Mark it down. It's coming. Joe Burrow is going to tell the KC media, I've played in louder stadiums. LSU at night is louder than Arrowhead. Uh, Alabama is louder than Arrowhead. And I can back him up. He's right. And if any Chief fan wants to tell me that the Guinness Book of World Records recorded the loudest sound at Arrowhead, please spare me the time. I don't need to see it. It's laughable. So just, okay, just stop. Don't tell me the Guinness Book of World Records was some dweeb with a you know, <laughs> decibel meter sits there and goes, Oh, here, here we go. I, I, I mean, whatever, man, like see you later given time day, like give me drunk Cajuns over drunk Kansas Cityans any day of the week, any day of the week. And I will give you this though. I will give you this caveat. There's also 30,000 more people at LSU. Oh, okay. So remember there's 65,000 at Arrowhead. There's 90 in Baton Rouge. There's 102 in Alabama. Yeah. So, so like that's that that the stadiums that, are built different though. Like Penn State is super loud. Like it is incredible. Yeah. But as you get up higher, because right. there's so many, it's 112,000 people in there now. Yeah. But like the the sound is only down low. It's super loud. But like it feels like in Kansas City because it's it, it's round and they feel like they're right on top of the field. It feels loud when you watch it on TV. Oh no, I'm, I'm not saying like Arrowhead's way. not loud. Arrowhead yeah. is loud. There's no Burrow's going to say that. You, you you think? I think if Burrow wins, they will ask him <laughs> what was it like playing in that environment here. Comparison, he'll go, yeah, it was loud, but I've played it louder. Yeah, 
Saturday coming. night in Baton Rouge. Pretty it's loud. Coming. I'm telling you, I'm, it's, it's going to drop it and people are going to get all like. Winning, so we ain't going to worry about it. My cover. Oh, baby. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just telling you over and plus seven and a half. Total is skyrocketing. I can't wait to see what the total ends at. 50 and a half open, 54 and a half currently. Yeah. Skyrocketing. The, the total is just up and up and up and up and up. It's, I mean, it's going to reach a 56 will be the stop. Oh my gosh. That's like old Super Bowl numbers. 56. Yeah. 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 I think Remember it blows everything. by the speed limit. I think you're going to, you know, you need a radar detection. Okay. It's going to be over 55. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Best thing about today is what for you? Um, We are one day closer to Friday is Kylie's college softball debut. debut. So she's Very got cool. three games. So we got chaos at the house. I mean, she's been doing the workouts and everything else. And then. Will she pitch, by the way? She's you getting know? one of the games. They got three nice. games Friday and then two games Saturday. So she's Very definitely cool. I the way she's she's getting in that mode. So yep. like she's that pitcher mode, like the day of the game, I'm not even gonna talk to her. I'm not I have <laughs> already accepted that I'm you know, Thursday, I'll say goodnight to her and know that I ain't talking to her on Friday until after the games because she gets in that mode. So one day closer to that. And then, um, I mean, we got a we got a pretty decent night of games. I I, I think uh, I'm interested to see now Phoenix and Utah and see how that goes. So, other than that, you getting punched in the face that may be the best thing <laughs> that happened yesterday that we can talk about today for a lot of people. Uh, the kid could have killed me too. He, he could have. He could have really. He, he only weighed 150 pounds, but if you wanted to, he's training for a pro fight. I mean, like a couple of times, his coach had to say, "All right, all right, Enough. he's all up. Right. He's oh, up. Yeah, he's yeah. Up. he was because I, I was tired. How fast were his hands? Um, he was only going like 60, percent oh, so like boy. he wasn't going full on on me. He, he wanted to not. He he could have beat the living hell out of me if he wanted to. I mean, he's 25 years old, training for a pro fight. He wants to go six rounds in a pro fight. I mean, he's so he was he was really nice to work with. I I, I thanked him like eight times because I hadn't trained, I hadn't sparred in so long. I had to get that. Like, you hit him good at least once. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, people were like, my coaches were happy. They were very okay. happy with the, wow. the amount of time because he's quick. So I was able to, I, I caught him like one time he, he kind of ducked to the left and I came across, I came across with a hook and I hit him and he went, Oh, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> like he, he, he was kind of like, he didn't he kinda, see it coming. He didn't see it coming. He, but he also wasn't ready for like, he didn't think I'd hit him from that angle. He was like, uh, Enrique could be watching. Don't, don't, nah. don't give away the fight plan right yeah, now. No, this is, okay, fine. I won't go with the fight plan. I could give away the fight plan, but I won't because okay. we have a very, very succinct fight plan. It's just neat. It's just cool to be coached again. It's great, it's just, isn't it? It's yeah, it's really from a sport because I've been coached for, I've been coached in radio for so long. Like yeah. for 20, 20 years I've been coached for radio and coached and told what to do and how to do it. So I'm I'm I always say like I'm I'm a really good captain. I'm a horrible general. So I can you give me an you give me a plan to execute, I'll go execute it. And but this is different because it's sports and it's athletic and it's, you know, having right. somebody watch you and kind of critique you and say, Hey, you know, you can't do that and you need to do this. And all the time, like I keep on telling my coaches, I was like, I love this. This is so great. But like, 
I have to get this idea of like being exhausted out of my head. It's so hard not to think about how tired I'm you are. Thinking about that, that's it. dude. You don't know how tired you get in the third I, round. It's I, so I bad. It. I believe it. You can't think about that. We're not thinking. You just, about it's that. so. But you just like all, you, all. Yeah, but you're thinking about the clock. It's all you're doing is like, okay, stop that. That's it. Oh. No more clock thoughts. That's it. Done. Tough. So hard. Um, my favorite thing about today is that I have, uh, we will tape the debut of our brand new podcast with Doug Franz and Sean Papa Bear Lockhart. Props Arizona will drop tomorrow morning on the Props YouTube channel and across all audio podcasts. If you're in Arizona or you like Arizona sports, Sean is a very sharp, young, and up and coming guy. Doug is a 15 year radio guy that I worked with. Dave and I had dinner with Doug when we hatched this idea in November. It was a spitball idea. It wasn't even serious. Like we weren't, we weren't talking about having him come and work with us at props. It was just like he, he came up because he told me he wanted to learn more about the sports betting industry. I said, Hey, let's go have dinner. I texted Dave. I was like, Hey, we're at dinner at Circo. You want to come on down? Dave came on down. We spent an hour talking about life and girl dad stuff and talking about everything going on. And then it just, it worked. And to have a a plan three and a half months ago, get hatched at a dinner and then turning into tonight we tape and tomorrow we drop is uh, it's really cool. It's really exciting. And it's the other side that what you guys don't see what I do for props. It's my other job as being the director of new media to kind of get that thing from an idea to being hired, then taped and launched is a pretty cool three month process. And after that, yeah, then it's up and then it's on them. Then it's <laughs> I, my job's done. Then okay, guys, it's up to you. You guys got to go and do it. So, you know, it's just it's just cool that in this job I'm getting to work with people and reunite with people. And you know, as, as I said the story before, Doug was the afternoon drive show host in Alabama when I moved there as a 21 year old, and he was the first person in talk radio I had ever met and he's i'm 44 he's 52 i think okay so he was at a different place in life and he had his first child he had been married and like i was just like this young kid coming in from boston and whatnot but you know i learned a lot from doug over the years and now the reverse he keeps on texting me this going like this is really weird (laughs) i taught you so much in alabama and now you're teaching me everything about this business now it's a weird how things come around. So uh, watch for that tomorrow. You can go and subscribe to that podcast if you'd like right now uh, for for, just to search Props Arizona on Spotify and YouTube or sorry, Spotify and uh, Apple or anywhere else for podcasts. Uh, And that will drop tomorrow morning. So super excited about doing that. So um, be on the lookout for that. Very, very cool stuff. All right, guys, make sure you subscribe to this podcast where you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or whatever, and the Props YouTube channel as well. We will do another giveaway very soon during Super Bowl week. We'll have giveaways coming up. We, I'm not sure when we can announce where we're going to be for the Super Bowl. We might be able to do that Friday. Really? Where the Boston University the book, where we're going to be broadcasting live for You're the first the time. New media, so you 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 lock. That. I gotta I, I, I gotta I gotta get that all cleared before we can officially make that known that we're I doing that. Nobody, nothing until you say it's okay. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. So we're we're gonna be uh, in LA in LA uh, in in city market coming up uh, for that. So if you're gonna be in LA or in LA, you can come by and say hi to us. We'll be there on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday uh, coming up for the show to be live for Super Bowl week. So it's gonna be very very fun exciting to be there we'll see what teams are going to be there and how it's going to go down everything else and we're bringing matt fair with us and we're going to have a whole fun let's shoot some video and run around town dave's going to go to radio row 
and do stuff on sports good and whatever. And Matt and I are going to run around LA and shoot a bunch of videos. I'm running around with you too. Don't worry about it. Oh, all right. So all right very cool. see. I want to introduce you. To Let's do it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I have actually never been to a Super Bowl party before. So working gotta, on that too. Don't worry about that. We got a bucket list that for me. We, we got to cut that, <laughs> cut, check that bucket list off for me <laughs> coming up in LA to get go do that. He's All Dave. Right. I'm Matt at Boston versus the book on Twitter. We're back tomorrow for another edition of the Bostonian versus the book.